I'm David Berlin, Executive Editor at ZDNet, and today we're going to talk about what a mashup is. And welcome to Earbuds and Earworms. I'm Amy, Miss Mix-A-Lot Shepherd, and you are? Mitchell, the Mishmash Master Manly. I feel like you've been working on that. I thought of it just a second ago, and I was like, am I going to make it through all those M's? And somehow I did. Well, you have the practice of at least the Mitchell Manley Right, yeah, I've got that much down. It's a mishmash. Mishmash is pretty tough. That's just always hard. (laughs) Yeah, which, you know, this week is mashups. Yeah. I can't even remember how it came up. I think you mentioned, ah, I think we should do mashups, or somebody said something about mashups. Yeah, I think we, we were talking about them recently, and then you... You were just like, I guess it popped into your head. You're like, let's do mashups. I was like, was it at me. like one a.m.? It, I, it was very late, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, it was like ten o'clock. I was like, ah, wait, I don't know what this week's theme is. Yeah, I we mashups. I can't remember. Yeah, we were both kind of lazy this week about it. I know. Yeah. I've I've had a pretty busy week. I'm sure you did too. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, it's it's an amazing genre. Which I don't think I've ever like really paid attention to. You probably know more about mashups. Than yeah, I do. definitely. I I got really into mashups like 2012 or something like that. And of course, they've been around forever. But like I remember the earliest earliest stuff I got into was Girl Talk, who we'll talk about later. But also, like I remember Danger Mouse had that album, uh, the Gray album. That <gasps> wait, was, that was Danger Mouse. Yeah, it was Danger I'd Mouse. Heard about it? I thought Jay Z did that. Well. Of yeah, course, so it's, it's, yeah, Jay Z's <laughs> black album and the Beatles' white album, and then um, Brandon in the thread today also talked about another Jay Z mashup with the black album. It's DJ Nwe, <laughs> and uh, it, I believe it's called the Slack album. It's Jay Z's black album with Pavements, Slanted, and Enchanted. And wow. I have not had a chance to crack into that yet, but I bet it's amazing. I feel like I need to delve into that. Like I. I knew about the Grey album, but mm-hmm. I have yet to listen it's to the Grey. It's very, very good. It's super well done. Yeah, so. it's awesome. Danger Mouse knows what he's doing. Uh, I have to listen to that. I meant to, and then I was like, I think that might be one of those underground tapes. I was like pretending like I lived in the world right. where there wasn't an internet. Right. So we did run into a little bit of that today. Yeah, like, it's it's uh, it's really cool to to see how people do that sort of thing. It's it's a challenge, you know, it, it's sort of like taking on the challenge of how can I take these two disparate things and put them together. And some of them can be really well done and some mm-hmm. of them are just plain annoying and like really <laughs> grating to the air. But uh, we got some really great ones this week, so. Yeah, and I got to listen to some really great ones, so I'm super excited. Now, you brought... All right, I found one uh, by someone named Jamanja. Or Jamanha? Jamanja, probably. Makes me think of Jamanji. <laughs> yeah, super secretition. Very superstitious. on the wall. Very superstitious. month on baby. Believe in things you don't understand, then you suffer. Superstition ain't the way. 
so uh, I'd never heard any of this person's mashups, but I stumbled on this one whenever I was kind of digging around YouTube for mashups. And I really love the feel and the groove of this one. It's a mashup of Stevie Wonder's Superstition and an old Madonna song, like mid-90s Madonna song called Secret. Which I'd uh, never heard of before. Yeah, I had not listened to that one either. I bet my buddy Josh Stevens, who loves <laughs> Madonna, probably could sing that song for us. But um, it, it has this really cool, like it's the music from Secret, and it's this really cool dreary descending chord progression, and it really l- lends well to the Stevie Wonder song. And uh, there's parts where it's not exactly a one-to-one sort of thing. You know, he extends the chord progression in certain parts. And it adds this extra little bit of tension and, and strangeness to a song called Superstition. <laughs> you know, so I really I really liked the feel of this one. I thought it was super groovy and very well done. Well, I um you know, I don't know the Madonna song at all, but it reminds me that I haven't listened to enough Stevie Wonder. Oh man. And I don't know why. Yeah, you should um, remedy that for sure. And also I really enjoyed the fact that this is a mashup that it took the music from Madonna's song. I did not hear Madonna's voice in it. Yeah, I don't think Madonna's voice was in it at all. Mm-mm. And it, it really does go super well. And there's like a dissonance, you know, that you were speaking of. And there's also like a dissonance with the sound quality where, of course, you have something that was recorded in the 1970s yep. and then something recorded 20 years later. And so you have these very specific early 90s beat sounds that are pretty clear and um, and then you have this, like, I guess there's this always this <clears throat> history with um, soundboards. You know, there's a lot of, I mean, it, with, you talk about the Foo Fighters and, like, uh, Dave Grohl loves, mm-hmm. like, soundboard collections and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, there was certain unique tones, which I thought it was really cool to get something that that recording is probably purely unique Mm -hmm. and because of the different wires and like the fiddling that happened with that soundboard and then throwing the into the mix with this like early 90s everything's kind of homogenized and there's not like you know everything was very much mass produced and not like bespoke right yeah i think that's a cool thing too that uh that sort of brings out about mashups is you know, usually most of the music we listen to has one particular characteristic as far as the production value. And so, you know, whatever it's recorded on will color and, and characterize the sound of that song. But now you're all not only mashing up songs and lyrics and feels, but you also have to find a way to match up those characteristics and have two of them going at the same time and have it be listenable. Yeah, so, and this was so well done for it. Yeah, like it I, I was, was not very happy with this one. It was not distracting at all that they were recorded at separate eras. It's mm-hmm. just like, oh, this is a sound that you could only get from the seventies. Right. And that's like you know, Stevie Wonder has an amazing voice, but it was just an extra characteristic that recordings from those eras really have. And unless you're recording on those vintage soundboards, you're not going to get right. again. I'm sure there will be an algorithm. Like, I'm sure there are algorithms that do it, but they don't do it quite as well. And, you know, everybody likes some analog when it comes to music. I certainly do. <laughs> now, I I tried to find a Bewitch song mashup, but I couldn't. And I didn't know if everyone would know who Bewitched was. Oh, so. man, I remember Be- Bewitched so well. <laughs> I love... I, I, I That was on heavy rotation. But I brought a mashup by Andy Wu Musicland, with an exclamation point, uh, that is Ed Sheeran's Shape of You and C is the greatest and cheap thrills. I'm free to be the greatest, I'm alive. I'm free to be the greatest. 
find the lovers at the bar is where I go. Me and my friends at the table doing shots, tripping fast and then we talk slow. Come over and start up a conversation with just me and trust me, I'll give it a chance. Chance my hand, stop and the man on the jukebox and then we start to dance. And I'm singing like, girl, you know I want your love. Your love is handmade for somebody like me. Come on now, follow my lead. I may be crazy, don't mind me. Say, boy, let's not talk too much. Grab on my waist and put that body on me. Come on now, follow my lead. Come, come on now, follow my lead. fan of like specifically like the big pop hits of Ed Sheeran and I've loved Sia since I first heard her on that final episode of Six Feet Under oh where he just get devastated catch up on that yeah she, yeah you haven't yeah, seen the end I haven't oh yeah you gotta I'm catch up it. on Six Feet Under just because of of that yeah now it's probably when she I didn't like I hadn't heard from her for a long time and I was just like oh but I found this song in my, like, looking for mashups, and I thought that this was a pretty effective, um, you know, mixing of two very modern songs. I think, like, all three of these songs came out in, like, the past year, two years or so. Mm-hmm. Um, they, uh, I'm not a big fan of The Greatest. I love most of Sia's music. I don't really particularly like The Greatest. Yeah. I do like the Ed Sheeran song, no matter how much I've gotten into fights with angry women who yeah. hate this song. I'm not allowed to say it because <laughs> I'm a man, but I also I kind of agree with so it. So I, I got defriended over Ed Sheeran's Shape of You because I felt that you can both be in love with the shape of someone for one evening and not have objectified someone. Yeah. I don't think you have to be in love forever. And I think this song is like, I, you know, sometimes I'm in love with the shape of you, the shape that you leave in your in the bed, yeah. all of this stuff. And you know what? Generally, I think if you're having like a healthy, you know, one night relationship, you should like the person and you should like what they look like. Because yeah, I don't exactly. know if you've had, as long as everyone's giving consent, we're good. Guess what? Most people procreate because they are objectifying the other person. You're right. <laughs> so just kinda, saying. Kind of kind of evolutionary fact. Yes. So uh, <laughs> I love this song and I'm pretty sure I'll get like burned to death by like some yeah, people. Whatever. But, you know, I love this song. And I also liked this one as well. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm, I'm a big fan of Sia. I find that Ed Sheeran song kind of repetitive, but the it's beat and the hook is... Yeah, but the beat and the hook are pretty undeniable, even even though it kind of gets on my nerves. That it just gets its hooks in you, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sia, I remember hearing Elastic Heart oh, and God. just, I mean, like paying attention to it for real for the first time, and that shit broke my heart, man. That <laughs> yeah. is such a, and like speaking of production, I think Sia does a good amount of her production, if mm-hmm. I recall, yeah. and it's incredible. Like she has a very characteristic sound and all the stuff she does. So you're mashing that up with Ed Sheeran, you know. I I love pop music, man. I can't get away from it. Um, yeah, like the what like what you're talking about with Elastic Heart. You will have like an upbeat song that you know it's an upbeat song, but mm-hmm. Elastic Heart is like I'm kind of broken. Is yeah. what that song is. So you have Cheap Thrills, which is like going out and having fun, and then you have The Greatest, which I still haven't listened to the lyrics a lot on that one. Yeah, I haven't paid much attention. Sorry. To that one either, but. <laughs> But I, I liked how this one did work out and is like the first time I've actually really liked parts of the greatest, which is a cool thing that mashups can do is they can really introduce you to 
some parts of the songs that you maybe didn't like because maybe you heard the first five seconds and you're like, uh, yeah, I'm not really into this. And then right. just like scoot along. So there were ear buddy selections, even though I, uh, I waited <laughs> about mm, a long time to post yeah. that. And I think it was late at night, but thank you guys so much. Yeah, thanks Our for everybody who, who stepped up. Thank you, everyone. I'm so happy you came in. Thank you, ear buddies. Sorry. I'm really happy. I'm really tired. <laughs> I see a single tear streaming down your cheek right now. Yeah. And Brandon brought the first one, which is Flostradamus Overnight Star. overly familiar with um the non Ross song which is by who um twista twista okay i should have gotten that as many times as they say twista in there um i'm not overly familiar with this but i got really excited because i really love Ross like so much um and that they, particular song is also yeah just one of the best most iconic Ross songs yeah it's so super Ross, and of course i believe this is the same one that was used in the life aquatic Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that makes sense. it's even more on the forefront. Like if people hadn't heard Sigaros, they had at least heard this song because of how big Life Aquatic was. Um, this mashup, I felt like there was more tweaking that could have been done. Mm-hmm. Because I know that Sigaros is, you know, Yancey's not using a real language in this one, I don't believe. Yeah, this is definitely in uh, Hopelandic. Yeah, where it, he's kind of made up a somewhat Icelandic sounding language that really does not mean anything. And it's just it's, syllables that sound really euphonious. Right. And I appreciate any time because Yancey's voice is like an instrument that oh he does. God, so he it, pretty much like he really proved that the voice lyrics are not as important with some of these albums where he mm-hmm. was using a made up language. Um, I couldn't really focus on Twista's lyrics because I got drawn into the super familiarity of Sigaros. Yeah. And I felt like there were more dynamic changes that could have been done and not had the vocals running pretty much at the same level and getting somewhat mushy. Yeah, they kind of they kind of hit against each other whenever they're uh, playing at the same time. Uh, I agree that just having it a little bit more subtly in the background... Uh, like you said, his voice lends well to being taken in as an instrument. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, if they could have taken out the vocals a little bit, that probably would have made it a little more like smooth. Yeah. Somehow dropped it down a little or maybe looped some of them and then like did 
sort of more of a chorus or like a play off the two things, which we will see in more songs that are coming up. But I did appreciate it because I certainly didn't know anybody had done a mashup as yeah. Rose. It seems like this is this was buried somewhere in, in the back of my head, but uh, it has like a familiarity, but uh, I was definitely happy to hear that Cigarose track as well. And uh, I was never really huge into Twista either, even though like he's very talented and very fast rapper. He's been around forever. So fast. But... Uh, <laughs> It, it it's obviously must have been his beats and production that didn't catch me because I really love the flow of his you know in this particular song I love the way he flows and he's his vocal quality sounds cool mm-hmm. and uh, I agree that it kind of butts heads with with Yonsei's voice in a few parts but yeah I was really into this one I liked it a lot yeah it it was definitely a good um I believe like a good starter for whenever I sat down to start listening today. Yeah. So I was like, I really wanted to like take in the music, and I was like, okay, so what am I gonna really pay attention to with mashups? Yeah, and also like, I like hip hop beats with really ambient music behind it, and so that's another thing that this has that I really really loved. Um, Boards of Canada and Odd Nosdom are some like people that do that a lot, really ambient music, but like kind of hip hoppy beats, and uh, with the with the hip hop lyrics as well, I really dug this. Yeah, one, so. this is really cool. Um, Rico did DJ BC's Could You Be Loved game. I'm on a mission. hooked on bootymashup.com while in my college days. I think this is the song that one of my close friends introduced me to. Um, This is one of my favorite Gaga songs. I love Gaga. I also love Lady I Gaga. I love her so much. Um, I'm not... F- I, a lot of the mashups, I'm not super familiar with both of the songs equally, so mm-hmm. this, of course many of them are from two different genres. Um, I thought this was a really cool way to just yank those vocals from one song and add it to another in a really cool, unique way. And the songs actually have somewhat similar themes. Right. I believe it's a a Bob Marley song, uh, Could You Be Loved. I used to listen to a lot of Bob Marley in high school, as you may recall. I do recall, and I remember I have... My old school yearbook has a picture of you wearing Bob Marley shirt. Mm-hmm. My senior picture, I was wearing a Bob Marley shirt, and my senior quote was a Bob Marley song. And yeah, it was that guy. Let's <laughs> let's not make a thing of it. Um, we were all that guy in high school. It's once. true. We were all kind of somebody. Uh, we're all disappointments in high school. <laughs> well, now, to our future selves. I uh, I had heard of BootyMashup.com before and totally forgot about it. So I'm glad that that's re-entered uh, my brain space. 
Um, I used to like whenever I worked at an airbrush shop in the mall. Was it Studio A? It was Studio A. Yeah, we would I would put on booty mashup songs all the time uh, because both of the people that I worked with were both DJs as well, so they could live with it. They liked it, and so I would just sit around and listen to crazy mashups on bootymashup.com. Um, obviously I'm super familiar with the Bob Marley, uh, this particular Lady Gaga song is not one that I know very well, but I do love Lady Gaga. I think she's super impressive. Uh, she's one of the pop artists that's writing her own songs for the mm-hmm. most part. And the people that she's bringing in to help are all really high quality producers and writers. So, you know, I, like I, I got no problem with that. Yeah. I, her artistic statements usually are really interesting. I think she's become, she has become more genuine, um, as she's like evolved into being more interested because when she started out she was really into pop Mm -hmm. art and you can see how she's like gotten interested in different genres as she's gone along the way so uh, i think that's great and i just yeah who's got two like voices of a generation you got bob marley and then lady Lady gaga Gaga. (laughs) now asia brings wax audios staying in black most thoughtful like as i was going through here i was like this was so thoughtful yep this was their their intro just hit so perfectly um their the songs are just blended well and i i can tell that there's a lot of care taken with the songs by the person who's mashing them up there's just so much care that was taken into making sure that this final song was really good yeah i agree with you uh wholeheartedly i i uh, yeah, the intro just kind of fades in, uh, which a lot of mashups just kind of jump straight into it. Uh, this one kind of fades in and kind of uh, primes you a little bit for what's coming. And uh, this one also isn't a direct one-to-one mashup. You know, different parts are taken and, and used for dynamics, and it's kind of remixed a little bit as opposed to just playing the music track from one and then the vocal track from another, which a lot of people try to do. Yeah. So this one, it, it makes something a little bit mo- more listenable and like a real song. It's a lot, mo- a lot more coherent. Um, and at the end, instead of just kind of playing out the verse-chorus thing, it goes into a really interesting-sounding bridge or like a little breakdown that really ties the song together. So Yeah, it was kind of unexpected, like how everything kind of bridged together and worked so well. Like, I just... I'm... I know this ACDC song and I know this BG song and I'm just like, wow, would not have expected this. Yeah. And Wax Audio has another cool mashup too. It was one of the ones that I used to listen to at the studio, uh, at Studio A at the Airbrush <laughs> shop. Uh, it was called Sad But Superstitious, 
which is Metallica's Sad But True and Stevie Wonder's Superstitious put together. Wow. Uh, and that's another good one by Wax Audio that's really well put together. So yeah. go find that one as well. They do a really good job. Who are, is it a group of people or just one person? I think it might be a couple people. Yeah, it, it worked out. Like I can tell that, I mean, I think it, did they have YouTube back then? I'm I'm sure they did. Okay. I, I think YouTube's been around for a while now. I remember first finding out like my freshman year of college. So I guess it existed right. then. Um. The next one is from Don, which is he a first time contributor? I'm I'm not sure that I've seen anything I from him. I haven't seen anything from Don, but so, welcome to the show. Yeah, Don. thank you for contributing. This is a good one. Um he brought DJ Top Cat's Folsom Prison Gangsters. surprising but thematically they stuck this like perfectly together theme wise i i love the part like um you know the intro is that classic johnny cash you're like oh i'm i'm about to listen to false prison because you know there's the classic johnny cash introduction to this song and the way they put this together was also extremely thoughtful and i think that the incorporation of the themes and somehow keeping all of the elements of both songs like pretty well balanced but mm-hmm. also very recognizable yeah this is another example of uh, a slightly more thoughtful mashup like you said it's, uh the dj kind of takes parts from uh the johnny cash song and uses them pretty judiciously to give the song some extra ebb and flow and kind of remixes it around it makes it a little more than just, you know, uh, two great tastes that taste great together. Yeah. You know, it really makes it a, a much deeper sounding song. You, It's funny that it, the last one and this one, we both sort of noticed how much more time we think the producers put into this one. Oh, yeah. Like, I know that there was probably a lot of, <coughs> there was a lot of stress on, like, how to loop things together and make sure that stuff came in at the right time. There right. was... There was some skill and probably a yeah, lot of practice. Yeah, they really put a lot of time into this one. Yeah. And, uh, of course, I love Easy e He's one of my favorite voices in hip-hop. Like, sonically, his voice is kind of mid-range and a little nasally, and he really articulates all the syllables and, and the things he says, and so it really punctuates all the, you know, all the words and the, and the way that he flows, uh, you know, the way that he speaks. It just really all is very punctuated and... Uh, I just I love that sound in hip hop. It's really demanding, and so whenever he's trying to get a message across in a in an NWA song or one of his own songs, <laughs> wait, is Easy E from an NWA? I believe so. I believe NWA was Easy E, Dr. Dre, and an Ice Cube, and one other person maybe. New World Authority. Right? Yeah, that's what it stands for. We're gonna <laughs> yeah. stick with that. 
Oh man, such a good song that was is I love like when a producer really cares about what they're like putting out and you can really notice it. Mm-hmm. So um Michael F brought fat hmm. Fatlicious. Five step. note i have is oh my god (laughs) (laughs) it's brubeck and radiohead both of these songs are super familiar to me and they're like seamlessly added together and blended together and i'm just like there's electronic awesomeness going Mm -hmm. on and then you've got like classic it's freaking take five (sighs) i love it it's so good. Um, I expl- I think I was really tired when I wrote my notes. I said, that- <laughs> I said that this one is like the most luxurious fabric with the best softest pillow. And you just like roll up into it. And it's just so good and comforting. It's just so well done. Yeah, I think you were just thinking about what you wanted to do at that point in time. You're like, I just want to curl into soft blankets right now. <laughs> and, and this song, song is conducive to that. Yes. Yeah. And so that was just like, yes, this is so good. So well done. Beautifully put these like two songs that I would never have thought to put together right. together. And I'm like, oh, I can't believe someone made me listen to Take Five in a different way. Yeah, this one's this one's pretty unique in contrast to the others, I think. You know, most mashups are kind of dancey songs or meant to be high energy. And the Dave Brubeck song, Take Five, is in a 5-4 time signature, which some of our listeners will know what that means. But it's not an inherently dancey sort of feel for a song. And then Radiohead is not really known for their uh, for their high highly energetic jams either, so... <laughs> Uh, I, I really like this. The producer was kind of ambitious and took these uh, two pretty disparate things and and also like pretty uncharacteristic songs for a mashup, yeah. you know, and really went with it. it. It This is another one that came out really great, I think. Yeah. Um, Is the Radiohead song at all like in 5-4? I don't think so. I think he just kind of produces it and makes it work. Yeah, it it worked out beautifully now take five was like it was so like insane that somebody was doing something in five four yeah which i I believe like pink floyd struggled with seven four during one specific part of mm, money yeah money is a seven four yeah so i think like the bass player had a problem with that that's my one pink floyd a little bit of trivia yeah (laughs) so i I feel like someone's gonna someone's gonna call in probably me it might be five eight just uh just to preempt all the music nerds but Uh, it's in it's in a five time signature i I, i'm thinking 
Chris McCredden said it was something like that. Right. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, money is definitely in seven four. Yeah. But okay. this yeah, take five I think is in five eight. Maybe See, what it five eight like the eight means that the quarter note is it's eight you're, you count it as eighth notes so it's oh. I'll have a music theory this is a music theory podcast within another <laughs> podcast let's have it yes and um I'm not that good at the whole counting part so I always hated <laughs> any of the eighths right. I was like mm, why why can't we just write it in like something four and make <laughs> all of the notes make sense to me because right. once you get down the six notes, you just tell me how many it. counts I, I have in a measure and i'll figure out the rest then that's whenever i go through and write like through the whole piece of paper one e and a two e and a three right. <laughs> this has been music theory with amy shepherd and welcome. mitchell manley <laughs> so with of course mitchell who knows how to count amy who doesn't <laughs> Now our final ear buddy selection is from David T. He bought he brought Bill McClintock's Careless Whisper in the Abyss. It ain't anything about slayer this is the first slayer song i've heard so this is my introduction to slayer that's this is this is actually a fair introduction for someone who's never listened to slayer (laughs) so i think i'm getting eased into the yeah slowly putting my toes into the three feet side of the pool and of course it's george michael and when they introduce george michael and have him like a like you know slide in with like a little bit of vocalization and then his lyrics and then they like go straight to a guitar solo right yeah it's pretty great <laughs> i was like wow i did not expect this yeah this one was kind of stark at first but once you like kind of give in and and uh agree to accept the terms of this sort of a mashup it was actually really really good um i was surprised at how much uh melody actually is in some Slayer vocals, this song in particular. It's not a bunch, but it's much more musical than I thought that Slayer vocals were. And like it actually adds a weird little bit of soul in contrast to the to the uh George Michael song. Yeah. And of course that uh that saxophone riff is pretty so, iconic at this point. But so good. I still love it. I mean like I'll laugh about it with people, but it's also a very catchy, memorable mm-hmm. riff and like that can't be denied. So I hope whoever wrote that saxophone part is getting some royalties right now. They definitely earned it. <laughs> yeah, it's just it was so I just I don't know. I'm like I'm kind of punchy. This is the perfect moment for a Slayer George Michael yeah. mashup and I'm like, yeah, you know what? This works. This is amazing and this actually does work. And I'm pretty sure it's not just cuz I'm tired. No, it's actually really good. I'm 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 surprised that someone would choose the Slayer vocals to put over something like this. 
And I wonder if they may have started it as a joke and it just kind of worked out. Yeah, it, it totally did. It really did work out. Also, I love the fact that they have the two videos going. <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. They somehow blended those videos. And so if you look away, you missed like the super obvious cuts. <laughs> but we didn't get a lot of feedback this week. It's okay, guys. It's all right. You, you can always just call. Just say. But yeah, send us a call or send us an email. I think we we need to send out a demand for some themes. Oh, I yeah. know I'm starting to run dry. I think I just saw one get posted. Yeah, I thought I think that one was pretty good. We'll yeah. we'll look into that yeah, one. Yeah, we'll look into that one. And then we also have a something planned. Pretty, I think we're going to be doing a crossover with Little Red Bandwagon. Ooh, that'll be fun. Yeah, so we'll announce the specifics of that one probably either on next week's show or you know. I just want to like thank those dudes and and ladies for for talking about us on their podcast. That's really awesome, uh, oh, and I appreciate you. that that Mike loves me so much because <laughs> I love Mike and and I appreciate that he uh, says really nice things about me. It's pod love. Oh. Yeah, he rules. Yeah. I, I definitely uh, I'm I'm looking forward to working with them. It's it's gonna be really cool. Now you can get a hold of you on Twitter at. How I gotcha. You got it. If, if you ever use the yeah, Twitter. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Hit me up on Facebook also at Pow I Gotcha. You can always find me at Madam Woolite pretty much across every uh, social media platform. Um, E&D Pod on Twitter. Uh, you can just go to at E&D Pod. Tweet mm-hmm. at us. It's amazing. I like Twitter. And guess what? Earbuds and Earworms Twitter? It's happy Twitter. It's, it's the happy Twitter, It's the yeah. happy Twitter. Now, you can always go and join the Earbuds and Earworms podcast group on Facebook. That's where all the playlists happen, all the announcements happen, all the action happens. Yeah, exactly. So if you're listening now and you're like, man, I want to send in some songs, (laughs) just go into Facebook and type in Earbuds and Earworms podcast group. And there it is. (laughs) And join. And then we'll put out uh, a call for a submission, you know, for a a theme. Usually on Monday. Yeah, we'll try to do it on Mondays. (laughs) And you just... Load us up with YouTube. That's the easiest thing for us to access. Yep. It's really accessible for all our listeners as well. So yeah. just post a YouTube link to something you love. And we'll roll with it because that's what we love to do. You can always call the voicemail line, especially if I have no idea what the actual like time signature is of whatever song. <laughs> um, you call that voicemail line at 731-400-BUDS or... 731-400-2837. And... You can always send an email to endpod at gmail.com, and you can always find us online at endpod.com, part of the 10710 Network. Now, you chose our final mashup. I did, and I'm very surprised that this didn't get posted. Uh, Girl Talk. I know. I can't believe it. Like, that's even what you were like, hey, Yeah, I mean, when you say mashup, Girl Talk is immediately what comes to mind. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty much taken to its logical conclusion, one of the best mashup artists out there i don't care what anybody says i don't think anybody's denying that. yeah so um a lot of mashup artists only use two tracks usually and and girl talk just puts out album after album uh using like 24 songs mm-hmm. in some of his tracks like just mashing them all together using little parts from this and little transitions from that and you can love like pretty much every single Girl Talk song because you're going to recognize like at least five songs. Right, exactly. And like while I was listening, I was like, is that Velvet Underground? That is Velvet Underground. Oh, it's it's really <laughs> great uh, like party music because he's using hip hop, rock music. He's using jazz stuff. 
So it's really all over the board musically. It's kind of a people pleaser. Across and, the air. And it's so fucking danceable. I know. It's just like, I want to party when I listen to Girl yes. Talk. <laughs> it's so good. So Yeah, and so the song I brought is called Hands in the Air. And uh, it has, let's see, it's off the record Feed the Animals. So go find that one. And the, the main samples are Whoop There It Is yeah. by Tag Team and Big Country. Uh, or In a Big Country by the band Big Country. But there's also... <laughs> tons of other samples that he uses in this uh there's like like you said the velvet underground african bambata comes in uh there's a a michael jackson song a genesis song flow rider and t-pain and even some craft work for you so uh, we're gonna close it out on hands in the air from girl talk
Um, Michael F. brought fat. Hmm. 